Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Raise Your Profile. Today I have Dr. Elmar Jung here with me and we're going to be talking about some something different from what we usually have. Um, we talk a lot about wellness and well-being and health and I bet most of you watching this have never actually thought about the health of your teeth and how it's related to your overall well-being at all. So hopefully this should be a really, really interesting one today. So welcome Elmar, good to have you here with, with us today. Aladi, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. So what's the story? Oh, by the way, before we begin, I want to show you one of Dr. Elmer's books. Uh, she's called yeah, Shut Your Mouth and Open Wide. I've personally just read it and I find it absolutely fascinating. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Um, it's absolutely, um, if, if you have a keen interest in health and well-being, then it's absolutely a must-read. So Elmer, how, what brought you to what you do today? What was the story behind what you do? Well, it's, it already started at university, I can say, when we had to use amalgam fillings. And we then thought, oh, well, if the professor tells you that amalgam is okay, it's not a problem, and as soon as it gets into your mouth, it's safe, then you don't really question that. But there, there were a couple of other students, and we came together and we talked about that. We started doing homeopathy courses. And so one course in naturopathy actually then came to the other. And so I, I moved a bit away from mainstream dentistry, more into natural medicine, natural dentistry, biological or holistic or however you want to call it. Because I also saw that dentistry was very far removed from medicine, which doesn't really make sense. Because mm -hmm. the teeth are, are really a, a keen, a big, big part of our overall health and we will definitely go into that a bit more in depth. So I thought we need to look further than just drill, fill and build. We need to look where do our patients come from? Why do they have these problems? And in a way I, I saw that there are four or five different areas where there is an actual problem that is toxins from dental materials, dental treatments, there are infections, from teeth, from jaw bones, there's structural issues when the teeth don't meet together properly. And there is also then the tooth organ connection, which is well known since thousands of years from the Chinese that they um, discovered those meridians. And then there were a German doctor and a German dentist who connected every single tooth to different organs, to different segments of your back, to other parts of your body and during my almost you know, more than 30 years now I can see this connection proved right every single time. It's, it's absolutely fascinating and what comes more and more over the last few years is that we have to deal also with our patients or they have to deal with their emotions, with their traumas, with their um, unresolved issues, whether that's in relationship, in finance, in business, because if they do not deal with that, that can have a massive impact on the healing when we do surgery, for example. So I had quite a few patients who didn't deal with their emotional issues that were related to that tooth where we did, or to that area where we did the surgery. And so they didn't heal. And we were wondering why don't they heal? We had to do the surgery again, a second time, a third time, until they realized they need to really tackle their emotional issues. 
And once they did that, we done the fourth surgery, it healed and everything was fine. So it's, it's very important to see that teeth are a, a major component to our health, if not the main component, because it starts in the mouth. It starts what you put into your mouth and then how do you digest it? Can you digest it? What does it do in your gut? And as people always and often say, the death sits in the gut. This is absolutely right. And I would put it even further out. I think it starts in the mouth. And so, yeah, that led me on a quite interesting journey to look into many different um, tools and machinery. And nowadays, I luckily have a partner and she does a lot of the testing for me. She's a psychotherapist and she can deal with all the, the emotional issues and we use biophoton light to do the therapy. And yeah, patients who come to us, they, they come by word of mouth, I would say, because we don't do any advertising and most of them, they suffer since a very long time, have chronic fatigue, chronic illnesses, and they, they weren't told anything about their teeth at the tooth could be an issue to that. And so the results that we get are sometimes really miraculous. So you take the tooth out and people feel how, how an ease, a warmth runs through their body because that tooth that had bothered them for such a long time came out. And yeah, then the question was, how can we really get this message out. How, what can we do to do that? And first thing, obviously, what everyone does, you build a website, but it's not, it just doesn't give that much of um, an attachment in a way where people can really look to us. So we have a lot of frequently asked questions. So what would be the next step? And then I wrote a book with a friend of mine um, a few years ago about a, a fantastic toothbrush, the blotting brush, and how that can revolutionize your oral health. And you don't even need a toothpaste for that. So that's, that's even better. So because we have quite a few people who hate toothpastes and in a lot of toothpastes also, there's a lot of stuff in it that you don't want to have in your body. And so the, that was our first book to bring the message out. And then the, the one that you just showed, shut your mouth and open wide, that gives a, a really broad overview on how I look at dentistry, how I look into medicine and how I look at my patients. So it's, it's all those things, the toxins, the infections, the structure, tooth body organ uh, connection, all these things come into the book with stories. Some are frightening, some are funny. And so it's quite a short while to, to read it. And the next step then from a book, yeah, that's the podcast, which launches today. Congratulations on that, by the way. <laughs> what is the podcast about then? If well, the podcast is exactly about these things that I cover and um, look into in the book. We start <laughs> with a series of episodes about amalgam because amalgam is such a huge topic. I couldn't put it in one, or if I would have put it into one episode, it would probably be one and a half hours, which is for most people nowadays is far too long. So I cut it into uh, chunk sized um, bits and it comes about 
15 to 30 minutes, 30 minutes, and that is something where you can really listen to it. So it's about amalgams, other kind of fillings. It's about root canals, cavitations. I will soon have interview partners, doctors, and also patients and practitioners. And the very interesting thing what I saw and experienced over the last few years is more and more patients who've been through their journey, who've learned from what they've been through, they now provide their service to other patients. So they do consulting, they do counseling and give their knowledge further on because you, you take the information from someone who's been there, done it and survived and got out at the other end. I think that that's a, a very authentic way of um, getting your, your story, your knowledge and in a way your service across. Absolutely, you pass it, you pass it forward. Yes. That's amazing. So tell us a bit more about the bad things. So the amalgam fillings, the all of these things, the toxins. Um, for someone who hasn't read your book, give us a brief overview of what, what goes wrong for most people, the things that we don't know. I mean, I think most, most people, before they come into contact with you or with holistic dentistry, they just think they need to brush their teeth regularly, go to your dentist, have some fillings, you know, potentially some more complex procedures, and that's all there is to it. So they'll be completely unaware of what's really going on. So what is really going on? And as you said, some of the stories here in this book are really scary. <laughs> really scary, I can testify to that. So, but what are the main things that people, most people don't know, but they should be aware of? I think the, the main thing really is that we come from a place of responsibility that we want to really take responsibility for our own health so it's not about blaming the doctor or the dentist it's about what do I want for my life and then I need to look what choices do I have and do I really want the amalgam fillings in my mouth do I really believe that they are not a toxin for my body and if we look into it I mean mercury is a neurotoxin we don't need to discuss that it's fact so how come that when this toxin comes into your mouth, all of a sudden, once it's in your mouth, it's great, it's fine, but it comes into your practice, you need to do all sorts of um, safety measures to not spill it and to really bring it straight into your mouth. And only once it's in your mouth, it's fine. But the moment you drill it out, again, huge precautions need to be taken care so that you don't intoxicate the patient so you need to put rubber dam around we use full gear so the patient is fully covered we use nasal infusions and special suctions and then the stuff the mercury that is sucked out needs to go in a special suction and this suction that then needs to be disposed as hazardous waste so it it lacks the logic of not being problematic when it's in your mouth. Mm. And then there, there are lots and lots of research that show that it's actually a problem when it's in your mouth. It's a problem when you chew, it's a problem when you have hot food, it's a problem when you have dissimilar metals in your mouth, when you smoke. So there's always vapor from the amalgam fillings coming out of the fillings and I mean, it's only two, three inches below your, below your brain. And that is what it's go, where it's going very easily. So we release 
mercury vapor 24-7. You, you just can't avoid it. If you grind your teeth and um, you have a hot food, you drink something hot, more and more vapor comes out. If you have a crown, a gold crown and a mercury filling aside, then even more mercury vapor comes out, out of, the, of the filling. And they did studies with, with sheep. So they put radioactive amalgam fillings in their mouth and then they looked where does the mercury end up and they found it's in the stomach, it's in the brain, it's in the kidneys, it's all over the place. Then they removed the amalgam fillings with all possible um, safety measures and it doesn't, didn't change a thing. It was the same amount still in the brain, in the gut, everywhere. So we know that amalgam can't get out of the body easily. We need to help. We need to uh, get the body ready to detox. We need to have our liver, our kidneys, our gut, our skin, all our detox organs. We need to have them active so that it really brings the mercury out of the body because otherwise we just mobilize and then it's getting distributed in the body and sits somewhere else. But it's not out of the body. So that is something um, where we really look, need to look into. And then we have the mercury fillings out and we replace them with white fillings. And with the white fillings, we also need to look what kind of white fillings do we use because there are a lot of um, white fillings. They are also called composites that have, for example, fluorides in or they have BPA or TECMA. These are all softeners. These are particles that can have hormonal or cause him hormonal imbalances. So you take one thing out and think, yeah, got it. I got all the rubbish out of my mouth and you replace it with another one. Mm. So that's also something you need to look at and you, you, you just need to ask questions. You need to ask your dentist, what are you doing and what's in that um, filling? And if we go further on from fillings, I would say always opt for fillings nowadays that are metal free especially now where we have so much Wi-Fi, so much now even 5G coming or not, that every metal in your body acts like an antenna. So you don't really want that. You want to be metal-free, whether that's in your mouth, in your hips, or wherever it's possible, be metal-free. Another big area of toxins and infection can be root canals. So root canal is a procedure that is done when a tooth would otherwise have to be extracted. For example, you break the tooth, you have an accident, and the, the pulp, the pulp is where, where all the nerves, the blood vessels, the lymph vessels are, that's open and it can't be repaired by keeping that. So they need to take the pulp and everything out, and then they do a root canal. Or the tooth is very decayed, so when the tooth is decayed, sometimes the tooth then dies because the decay goes close to the nerve and kills the nerve. And what we do with a root canal is get the main canals of the root cleaned and fill it with the material, hope that it stays there and that it's really sealing the tooth. And so we, we keep the tooth, we save a tooth in a way, but we only save 
the form of the tooth. We don't really save the organ of a tooth and every single tooth is an organ. It has these connections with the blood, with the nerves. And so oftentimes then those teeth get infected. And what we also have to look into is that those main canals that you then see on the x-ray where the root canal treatment has been done, every single tooth has far more than those two or three channels. It has miles, one tooth has two, three, some say even six miles of these tiny little channels. And this is where the bacteria can sit. So the bacteria, these are bacteria, they don't like air. That's why they're called anaerobic. And these anaerobic bacteria, they live there and they excrete toxins. And those toxins, they don't stay locally. Those toxins, they can go everywhere in your body. And we can nowadays test the toxin load of a tooth with a test called Orotox. And within 10 minutes, we know how toxic that tooth is at the moment. However, it's like with, with all blood tests, it's a test now. If something happens tomorrow to you, these tests can all be totally different because we are constantly changing. So root canals can then be a problem. And for a lot of people, especially chronically ill patients, this can be a huge challenge for their immune system that they can't really get over. And some people even get sick after they had the root canal done. So we really need to look into these areas and examine how healthy is the body, how healthy is our patient. And we all are individuals. So we all come to the world with buckets, with empty buckets where we can fill all the rubbish in and some are unfortunate they have only small ones, other ones have big ones. And over the years, this bucket fills and no one looks what's actually going in. And then they think, oh yeah, that was the last cigarette or that was the last beer or the last whatever that brought the bucket to overflow that pushed us over the cliff. No, it's, it's all the accumulation over all those years, all the decades with all the stuff that we put in and no one told us where to pull the plug. Mm. So, and therefore, we, we really need to look at the history of our patients to make sure that they can actually get rid of that. And that is where, where biological, holistic, integrative um, dentistry plays a major part. So how do you go about that? I mean, you look obviously at the health history of the patient, potentially of uh, the family as well. And then how do you go about testing the overall health of the patient? Or the overall? Well, what we do, first of all, we have a very extensive questionnaire where the people, uh, the patients uh, really give us their medical history. And a lot of them, the ones who are chronically ill, they also have their tests, their blood tests or other tests. And what we then do is we look on x-rays, we look on the Orotox test, we do a Habitau scan, for example, that's a fantastic way to check the bone density. It's an ultrasound scan, very new on the market since, since March. I got the first one in the UK. And that device can tell us how good the bone is in the area where a tooth has been extracted, in the area where we have implants, in the area where we have root canals. Because 
oftentimes what happens is that by those infections in those root canal treated teeth, the bone around the tooth becomes softer. And that is what the cavitao then will show us. And then what we also want to do and want to know is how is it with our patients, iodine levels with the vitamin D levels, because vitamin D and K, vitamin A, they are so important for proper healing. So we want the patient to prepare for their treatment, for their surgery, the best possible way. And previously, we gave out bags of supplements so that they do take them two, three weeks in advance. And nowadays, most people, they have their own supplement regime, they work with a nutritionist, or they have their functional medicine people. And so what we do now, we'll give them a list of supplements that we would like them to take. They go to their practitioners and then decide which ones do they need to add and where do they need to make amendments. So the patient, when they actually come to the treatment, they are well prepared. And during the treatment, they also get vitamin C infusions and the vitamin C infusions, they are really helping the immune system to push through that often quite traumatic day or two days of, of treatment. Okay, so do most people that come to you, they will come for a, um, a serious procedure or, or such a surgery. It wouldn't typically be just for looking after their teeth. Do I, do I understand that correctly? It usually have gotten to a point where they need serious treatment. Yeah, that's correct. Most people come through word of mouth. They know that we are specialized in safe mercury amalgam removal according to the SMART protocol from the International Academy of Oral Medical and Toxicology, which is a, a really tight protocol, how you do it and remove it safely for the patient and for you and your nurse. And so, patients really know what they want from us. They, they, as you say, they don't just come for a checkup or a little filling. They want to have their health back. Mm -hmm. And so what, how I see it, it's in a way by transforming dentistry, we can actually transform lives. Um, what, from what I read here, that's, that's exactly what my next question is. From what I read in your book and from what I understand from my conversations with you, we don't need to wait until there is a serious health issue to trigger us to come to you or to seek holistic dentistry or, 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 health or medicine in general. But more people should be aware of these things. More people, you know, before, it, before it, it comes to such a serious point, we need to take care of our, you know, we should be reaching out to you and to holistic dentistry. Is that, is that right? Absolutely, yeah. I think you can look at it from, from different perspectives. One perspective is you come to me and or to a holistic dentist just to make sure that everything is going in the right direction and you're not aggregating all those toxins into your body, that you're really toxin-free and keep that way. So you do it from a preventative point of view. And still, the majority is people who have suffered, who have been to specialists, who have been to dentists and everything is all right. You have to live with it kind of. This sentence is what they hear. And we then show them with the um, diagnostics what is actually going on in their mouth. And so then they have time to, to think about that and see whether that makes sense and whether they really want to go that route. Because oftentimes it's, it's quite a um, 
a strenuous journey and you lose a few teeth, you have surgery, sometimes quite big surgery. And not everyone is up for that. Not everyone has that kind of pain pressure or suffering pressure that they want to do it now. And so, therefore, it's even more important that we have devices like a podcast, like books, where, where doctors, dentists bring out their, their knowledge, where they explain why things are happening. And I can't stress enough how much diet and your emotions are affecting you. It's, it's really, if, if, if little kids would get proper nutrition, and I mean, actually it starts already before conception, because if mom has amalgam fillings, dad has amalgam fillings, then the great thing for pregnant women is they detox all their stuff or between 40 and 80% into the newborn. Mm -hmm. So that's why we see a lot of young babies, well, young babies, babies, toddlers, young children that have no amalgam fillings but a high mercury load. Mm -hmm. So what is, comes, yeah. what is the alternative? Sorry, uh, go, finish your sentence first, then I'll go on to my next question. Yeah, the, the, the point here is that even before you want to become pregnant, you can do good things for your little one. And then during pregnancy, make sure you're full of the supplements necessary and then breastfeed. Mm. Breastfeed for at least half a year or a year so that the, the jaw bones of the toddler, of the baby develops properly, that they learn to swallow properly because these are all things, if you only give the baby a bottle, they almost suffocate, they drown. There's so much coming out of this little hole and they are not used to then suck on the nibble, which is the thing they need to do to develop their jaw bones in a proper way. And this then makes and gives the base for, for allergies later on, for breathing problems and all sorts of Stuff. problems afterwards yeah so before we go are this i think what lifestyle and, and, and well-being what you can do to prevent these things what is for a baby or for yourself it's really interesting before we go into that when it comes to the actual procedures and let's say normal fillings or root canal um what is it which, which is what most people would, would come to what are the alternatives then if root canal isn't a, isn't a great thing to do if amalgam fillings are so bad for you, mercury is bad for you, what is it that you use that is a good alternative? Is there such a thing that actually is good for your health? Or well, with, with root canals, you always need to see there are people who have a, a really sturdy immune system and they can live with all sorts of things in their mouth, in their body. They will not be affected by that. But we have more and more people because we have more and more toxins in our mm. environment, whether that's from the air, from the water or from the soil. And so more and more people are very, very susceptible to the tiniest little bits. And so therefore, from my point of view, and that is how I look at my health and want my health, dealt with if i know there is something that's potentially risky for my health i just don't want to do it mm. and so th this is something again where responsibility comes into the play so people need to really take responsibility for their health they need to ask the questions and then need to make the decisions and say okay that is what i want i want to keep the tooth therefore i have to go for the root canal or no i'm i'm not having the 
root canal, I'd rather have a, um, a hole or a little denture for that. So what do I use? I don't do root canals. I don't do root canals since 93. Okay. Since I read about the, the problems of root canals, there's a fantastic book, uh, root, uh, root Canal Cover-Up from George Meinig, and that blows your mind because they did study, they took teeth out from chronically ill patients, let's say they had rheumatic arthritis, so they implanted that root canal treated tooth under the skin of a rabbit, and the rabbit developed exactly that disease and died of it. And they had to do it, I think, 20, uh, 32 or 33 times until that tooth didn't cause that on the rabbit. So we know that those teeth hold these toxins. Another reason why I wouldn't want to have a root canal. So what do I use instead of amalgam fillings? I use two companies that have really researched a lot into biocompatible materials. One is a Swiss company called Ceramco. They do um, composites. And another one, a French one, actually founded by a, by a dentist, is Elzodent. And these are the two companies I use for composite fillings and also for cements when, when I have to cement inlays or crowns. Okay. Okay, so these are healthier or healthy solutions. Okay, so let's go back to the, what I find most fascinating, the uh, topic of uh, preventative, let's call it lifestyle. Yeah. What is it? You mentioned breastfeeding and all the things, detoxification, all the things you, you, you should really do before you get pregnant. And a lot of people don't even think about that. They probably don't even think about what happens after, let alone during and before pregnancy. Absolutely. So what are the things that we can do, not only for our children or, or, or you know, future children, but also for ourselves? What are the things that we need to be most aware of other than brushing our teeth and all, flossing and all those things that people think are enough for their dental health? I think that is still important to clean your teeth properly and to also clean your tongue. That is what most people don't do. So you need a tongue scraper and you need to do that on a daily basis. Even in, in the scientific world, flossing gets a bit of a bad reputation at the moment. So mm. not everyone does really recommend flossing, but in a, in a way, the tooth brushing isn't really the, the big issue. It's again, what you bring into your mouth because that is, and that's a research that Steinman and Leonardo did years back. They found that there is a fluid flow from the inside of the tooth to the outside. And that is from the inside to the outside once the gut is really healthy. If your gut isn't healthy, then this fluid flow stops or even reverses. And so when it flows in the natural healthy way, it's like a self-defense of the tooth. So no bacteria can actually get in, but it once it's returned and it's like a vacuum suction and it gets all the bacteria in. So, and that's another thing we need to say, bacteria are always opportunistic. We have more bacteria in our body than we have normal cells, far more. So we need bacteria. It's always a question of how many mm. and what do we give them? If we feed them sugar all the time, then our self-defense goes down and the bacteria can then do their harm. But they're opportunistic. They do it in a way secondarily damage. 
So that's something we, we need to see. So food, definitely sugar, um, wheat, soy. That's the, the real issue here is that we don't get all our supplements, our minerals, our vitamins out of the soil, out of our diet. So that's the reason why we need to look into different areas where we then can have for example, vitamin C, where do we get more vitamin C? What kind of food do we need to eat? And everyone thinks it's the lemon. Lemon is okay, but there are far more and different um, fruits that have really high vitamin C. I came across one Australian superfood. It's called the kakadu plum. That has, I think, three or 4,000 a gram of vitamin C. And so we, we really need to look into things or we go for supplements. And if we go for supplements, then best obviously food-based supplements. So vitamin C is very important, vitamin D and vitamin K, because they help, they help the, the bone to really become strong. So if you suffer from osteoporosis, for example, it's very likely that the medication you're having and your body is not either getting enough vitamin D and K or your body is not capable of transforming it into the cells. So magnesium, there, there are a whole lot of, of different supplements that are nowadays very helpful. Vitamin K, I said, um, the, the magnesium, vitamin B for your brain, for example. And vitamin A is often overlooked, unfortunately. And it's, it's critical for, for eyes, skin, and again, hormonal issues. So for that reason, it's, it's very good if one either gets a, a good book or talks with a nutritionist or functional medicine guy to, to really cover that. Or yeah, they can come to us. I also offer a service for health mentoring and health coaching. Mm -hmm. Okay. The, the important thing here again is we need to look into our body and kind of make a, make a list of what is going well and where do we want to improve and then look where can we do and make these improvements and who can enable us to make that happen. And your body ultimately tells you uh, oftentimes what is wrong. Yes, absolutely. And that is what, what I experience a lot with our patients that they got this feeling back because they were left on their own because the doctor said we can't help you anymore that's something you need to live with and so they they have the time to to really concentrate and yeah they say my gut feeling tells me there's something wrong and we have really many patients who say I know nothing shows on the x-ray. I know nothing on other tests, but this tooth is a problem. I want that tooth out. And then we take the tooth out and you wouldn't believe that sometimes stings and the area around is really not healthy. So they trusted their gut mm -hmm. and they got the result they needed. You can do that for them. That's amazing. Um, I never thought about you know, I always thought taking a tooth out is a final resort. That's something that's not recommended that you do, but that, that's incredible that, that you see that and that actually brings relief if you have other physical or emotional symptoms. Now, speaking of emotional, tell us about that mind-body connection. 
I'm sure that's something that very few people think about unless they're already interested in holistic uh, medicine and health. Tell us about that. Teeth, emotions, all of that you mentioned a few times. Tell us a bit more about that, please. Well, if we look at teeth, we have two groups. We have the front teeth, the four front teeth, which are called the incisors. Then we have the canine teeth. Behind those are the premolars, number four and five. And then the molars, the big ones where we chew on. And so every single tooth pair is through the meridians connected with organs. The front ones, for example, they are connected with the kidneys and that's top and bottom front ones. They're connected with the kidneys, with the bladder, with the urogenital system. So, I mean, this sounds really woo-woo, but I had patients who had ovarian cysts and they had also root canals in that area of that meridian and we took the root canal out and the cyst disappeared. Wow, okay. So we, we see that or then kidneys, kidneys is the organ of fear, anxiety. So if someone is a very fearful person that could then also affect their teeth that the teeth get more sensitive or that the teeth actually lose their life because they're so fearful, they're so frightened and from the meridian then there's no energy flow anymore and therefore those teeth then in a way suffocate because they don't get the energy i had a patient in the very early days who had for years and years constipation and diarrhea constipation diarrhea and when he came we took a big x-ray what we always do in the beginning and we saw one tooth that is correlated to the large intestine and we then had also seen that there's a huge abscess on that tooth and therefore we took the tooth out and once the tooth was out diarrhea and constipation was a thing from the past so it goes either way you either have a problem on the tooth that can then relate to a problem in the body or the other way around you have a bodily problem away from the teeth that then can affect the teeth and what is also very important to know we had a time in in germany where it was very where um, the maxillofacial doctors or oral surgeons they ripped out a lot of wisdom teeth because they didn't have the space and so we, we better take them out before they do any problems mm -hmm. and what oftentimes happens that these areas didn't heal properly and so in that area where the wisdom teeth is, that's the area of the heart, the area of, of love, the area where we, we just need to look more closely from our psychological point of view. And so that's what we see a lot that these areas then don't heal properly. And that's an area where we have a lot of the so-called um, fatty degenerative osteonecrosis areas, which means that the, the jawbone has never healed properly or something, a trauma triggered it to become very soft. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if we look into our emotions, whether these are positive or negative ones and the traumas that are behind events that we received, whether this is a financial one, when the company gets bust or we have a, a divorce, these are main episodes in, in our life. And 
they are in our body and if we don't resolve them our body will show us that we have to do that and for some that is more relevant and more obvious and for others less and as i said we we see this more and more and especially nowadays where we have this light kinesiology and the biophoton treatment it's absolutely amazing what we find there and and how free and grounded again patients feel after this kind of treatment because a huge load of baggage is taken off them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that helps resolve the emotional baggage as well you work in in conjunction if there is one if there is something yes. and you work in conjunction as you mentioned you work with a psycho psychotherapist yes as well so they would potentially receive that sort of help in conjunction with yeah, oftentimes it's 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 just that you that you talk with someone that you kind of get it out, and mm. for a lot of people that's already enough. You you speak it, you let it go, it's gone, great. Rather than kind of holding it back, holding it to your heart or to your kidneys or wherever it is, and don't want to let it go. Yeah, absolutely. That that's what we've been told to do to to keep it to, to our <laughs> to yeah, keep keep, keep our, to ourselves yeah exactly. exactly that's a sign of strength or or something um, which actually think, didn't. Mm. yeah the strength comes by admitting that we have that yeah and then letting it go yeah absolutely and seeking the help to to be able to let it go exactly. okay what else, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our viewers, anything, any advice on on health or something from your podcast, perhaps? Yeah, I think it's it's very important, and I repeat myself here that we really look for our health, that we take responsibility, that we are our own creators, that we get what we think, what we uh, dream of, and we we need to do that with our health as well. We need to ask the right questions, go into forums. I mean, we now have fantastic opportunities with the internet, with Facebook, with groups where people gather who have similar issues. So I think the time now is, is really great to get your health sorted and really spread the, the message because there are so many people who haven't heard anything of these connections, as you mentioned at the beginning. And that is so sad because there are, so many things we can do to them to make their life much better and so yeah if you hear that just spread the message and no matter where you go because we're getting more and more of these holistic dentists and so the demand just needs to be there that we get even more of them absolutely and i think what what i really love seeing here is that Obviously, you're a medical professional as well as someone who is passionate about holistic health and dentistry. And I think usually there is a divide between the two. Um, I personally have medical professionals in my family, and I know that they don't typically look into that. You know, they, medicine is very, very separate from what we call typically alternative or holistic medicine or complementary medicine. And I think it's great that someone like you has both, combines both. You know that we need more people like that because I think a lot of people are there who think oh, I don't that woo, woo stuff I don't want to hear about it you know it's too woo, woo but 
if they hear from someone like you, um, who is also a medical professional, then that, that may make a difference. And hopefully more people would, as you said, become aware of it. Um, because I still, I, you know, I'm, I, this is my passion. This is why I, I, I do these interviews. Um, but I know there are a lot of people out there who, who think, oh, just, you know, just give me the normal stuff to whatever it may, whatever area in their health may be. And it's sad because, as you said, because, you know, you know how much they're missing out on and how they're just fixing the immediate symptom, whether it's a toothache or something else, but they're not actually treating the cause and they're not actually looking after their health. They're just looking after their immediate discomfort and then not fixing the cause will just inevitably lead to something else in the future. Unless you Absolutely, yeah. That's okay. exactly how many people go through life, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I wish you all the best with the podcast, the books. Is there another book coming out, by the way? What is next for you? What is the plan for the next year or so or few years? Well, I, I need to see how the podcast goes and maybe webinars or trainings, things like that. That might be a next step to get an even broader audience. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Okay. I wish you all the best with that. Before we wrap up, can you tell our viewers how to get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way is to go on the website and if you want to leave a note or get into contact, have a question, it's www.dr-elmar-jung.com and yeah, there's a telephone number, there's the address if you don't do email. That's probably the easiest way to get in contact. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. Thanks so much, Elmer, for today. I wish you all the best. I really hope that you spread this message to as many people as you can <laughs> and you, you continue doing your great work. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure being with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Elmer. So please, at the very least, get Elmer's book. It's really, really fascinating, although a little scary. And uh, please take care, look after your health in the future in the best way you can. Thank you.